0: We don't pray because God does what we want him to do. We pray so we know what God wants us to do and be and grateful for that journey.
1: Welcome to the One Cry podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening, the goal, accelerating the movement of God through sharing revival truth, stories and reports. And now your hosts, Bill Eliff and Kyle Reno. Well, welcome to the One Cry Podcast. We're thrilled to have you with us. And Kyle, Reno, it's great to have you here Honored to be. today. And he and I, Bill Eliff, are co-hosting this. The One Cry Podcast is devoted to helping to accelerate the movement of revival and spiritual awakening. And we do that in two ways on this podcast, is just to some teaching so people mm-hmm. can come to a good biblical understanding right. of what revival is and how they cooperate with him in that. And then tell stories, mm-hmm. uh, because God is doing some things across the country. Yeah, and stories of people's lives being changed.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, There's nothing that is more powerful than a personal testimony mm-hmm. to see where God showed up in someone's life in a specific way and changed them forever. And mm-hmm. we know that one of the primary ways that revival has happened is people are, start sharing those experiences with God. So maybe, Bill, you can take some time and teach us what it means to really develop your life message.
1: You know, in the in the Welsh Revival, there were four points uh, that Evan Roberts shared and became famous during that time. Uh, those points were that everyone should confess their sin. Uh, secondly, lay aside every doubtful habit. Thirdly, obey the Spirit promptly. And the fourth one is very important. Confess Christ openly. In other words, when God does something in your life, then tell people about it. Because uh, as one man has said, the fame of revival spreads the flame of revival. When we tell our stories, it just accelerates uh, like crazy everywhere that God wants to take it. Uh, You know, there's a reason why we like to watch movies. They're stories, and they're stories of good and bad and evil and righteousness and and usually the best movies are stories of people's lives. There's nothing so compelling of that. And all of us have a story. I love the story that's found. You may not see it like that in Ephesians chapter 2. But Paul tells the story of the Ephesian Christians. And if you have your Bible, you could turn to it right now as we look at this. Because it's very critical Uh, to revival and awakening, that we understand the value of a life message. Now, in this passage, I just want you to notice some things. First of all, a life message, a story, comes out of your weakness and your failure. Uh, Paul is, he doesn't pull any punches in verse 1 of Ephesians 2. He says, and you, very personal you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that's now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them we, too, all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging in the desires of the flesh and the mind. And the result, we were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest." So. What Paul is saying, he's setting up the glorious part of their story, but he begins by saying, look, we were in trouble. I was in trouble. When you, when you read the stories of great men and women in the Bible, uh, you see they all came out of weakness. They all came out of failure. One man said that uh, every great man uh, that's ever been used by God was a weak man who counted on God being with him. So we read the story of David and, and uh, his testimony comes out of God's forgiveness. We read the story of Moses. It comes out of his failure in 40 years in the wilderness. Uh, we read the story of Peter and it's a story of God's loving restoration and we read the story of Paul and, and it's a story of a murderer, right? Uh, but the beauty of that story is they were all redeemed. And, and why that's so important to, to realize is all of us have parts of our story that we're ashamed of. Uh, have you blown it? Have you missed God? Uh, did you do some things in your past that uh, you're ashamed of now? Well, that's part of your story. And that part is what helps you relate to others. It's also what helps give such glory to God that he could pull you out of that. So every life message is comes out of some kind of weakness or failure or problem. But secondly, every life message uh, is made possible by God's rich mercy, his great love, and his enabling grace. I know you know these verses in verse 4. And five, it says, but God, which are the greatest two words in the (laughs) Bible, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ by grace you have been saved. Boy, look at those descriptive words, his rich mercy, his great love, his great grace. And that's really what the story is, right? We've been made alive by the enabling grace of God. And this is why Paul comes in 1 Corinthians 15, 10 and says, I am what I am by the grace of God. This is what made me who I am. And uh, if we never get to that part of the story, and we just concentrate on who I was before Christ, uh, before encounter with Christ, then we've missed the best part of the story. So there's something uh, that's wonderful about us telling, hey, here's where I was, and then here's what God did, and here's where I am today. And we ought to get in the habit of telling our story. In fact, the truth of the matter is we ought to tell it every day. Uh, this is what Christ told us to do, isn't it? I mean, he, he said we're to constantly proclaim. I was reading recently in the scripture in Ephesians 6 where Paul was asking the people, was that, that spiritual warfare passage, and put on the full armor and then pray. That's the battleground. And we missed the last part of that. He said, pray for me uh, in the opening of my mouth that God would give me utterance, and I would preach the word of God with boldness. I mean, here's, here's the greatest, uh, you know, disciple we know in the scripture, and he said, I, I need you to pray for me that I'll just open my mouth. I've often said, you know, the reason why people are not being saved uh, and the gospel is not going out in, in my community or your community, we just don't open our mouths it's as simple as that. And if you study it, every time Paul asked a church to pray for him, he wasn't praying that uh, he'd have a better circumstance. He wasn't praying that he'd be have no physical persecution. He was praying, in the middle of everything, pray that I will open my mouth because I know if I do, God will give me utterance. Mm. He promised that, didn't he? he? He said, when you stand before kings and... Others, don't worry about what you need to say. I'll give you what you need. And we need to believe that, that God will give us the words to speak. So there's something about understanding that our story is unique to us. It often comes out of weakness and failure, and we don't need to be ashamed of that. That's what led us to come to Christ. And it's made possible, though, by the great grace of our Savior, And then finally, this story brings joy to you and hope to others and glory to God. It it just brings joy to my heart to tell my story. And I'm not talking just about my initial salvation. I'm talking about every point in my life where God has met me and revived me and restored me or cleansed me showed me my pride, showed me my need, and he met me at those points. I wrote a little book uh, several years ago, and I, I just started thinking about the, the 12 different moments in my life uh, where God just taught me something that was really significant, and they all came out of tough times that preceded them. So tell your story, and when you do, it's going to bring hope to others, You know why? Because they're in the same ditch that you were in. They've had the same weakness. They've had the same failure. They've had the same disease. And they think, well, man, if God can save him, if God can save her, if God could deliver them or sustain them, he can do that for me. And all of that brings glory and praise to the only one who deserves it because he's the one who delivers us. He's the one who saves us. Some of you may remember Chuck Colson's story, and Colson was one of the high-ups in in government. In fact, he was in the inner circle with uh, President Nixon years ago. And then the Watergate scandal happened, and Colson was involved in Watergate, and he went to prison for several years. And while he was there, he uh, gave his heart and his life to Jesus Christ. And in his book, Loving God, Colson said about speaking in a prison to thousands of prisoners one day. He said, As I sat on the platform waiting my turn at the pulpit, my mind began to drift back in time to scholarships and honors earned, cases argued and won, great decisions made from lofty government offices. My life had been the perfect success story, the great American dream fulfilled. But all at once I realized that it was not my success God had used to enable me to help those in this prison or in hundreds of others just like it. My life of success was not what made this morning so glorious. All of my achievements meant nothing in God's economy. No, the real legacy of my life was my biggest failure, that I was an ex-convict. My greatest humiliation being sent to prison was the beginning of God's greatest use of my life. He chose the one experience in which I could not glory for his glory. Wow. The power of weakness and failure, of God's intervention by his grace, and then the willingness to tell others the story of how God has saved us and revived us. So... Kyle, I think as we think about revival, Mm -hmm. uh, we've got to be willing to have that story. We've got to pursue the Lord and see his reviving work in our life. But then we've got to be willing to unashamedly yeah. tell our story. Yeah, yeah. to develop it,
2: to understand what God's been doing in your life, and then mm-hmm. to stop and to declare it to people and mm-hmm. let people know. And today we actually want to take a moment and introduce you to someone, Kathy Branzil, who's the president of the National Day of Prayer Task Force, and she has a powerful story to tell. So we're going to take a few minutes here and really listen to her story.
1: Well, I'm so excited today to have the privilege of uh, being with my friend, Kathy Brenzel, And uh, Kathy is, as many of you know, the president of the National Day of Prayer Task Force. And uh, she and her husband, Russ, have two kids, and uh, they live in Atlanta occasionally. Uh, I, I don't think you're there very much. But Kathy, welcome to the One Cry podcast.
0: Oh, it's a privilege to be with you, my friend.
1: I uh we we're talking today uh about how revival and spiritual awakening changes lives and if you love if you love seeing lives change you you love praying for uh and crying out for massive revival that would happen across our nation uh I know we're going to be hearing from you a lot hopefully on our podcast and you'll be interviewing some people yourself but we wanted to hear your story a little bit uh today so would you tell us just where did your passion uh, for prayer and spiritual awakening and revival, where did that come from in your life?
0: Well, I, I think I'm grateful I can say from in the beginning, uh, you know, because of growing up in a Christian home and uh, literally I think we went to church every time the doors were open. I think there were sometimes we opened them and I'm grateful that I grew up in a praying house and a house of prayer, uh, that churches, uh, you know, I grew up in the day when there was weekly prayer meetings. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really my heart's cry that we see that, you know, come back in a lot of our churches who um, have left that behind. And to understand, really, the relationship piece, what it means to have a personal relationship with Jesus, where you don't have a relationship without communication. And, and so that was, and is a big part um, of just the prayer piece Mm -hmm. of my life. And then knowing that that's where revival comes from that first it's personal and, and then can become corporate, Mm -hmm. but it's in that prayer time, that repentance time, that praise time, uh, that desperate dependence time, all those things that we know and learn about and grow in, in prayer. That really bring us to this heart cry, this one cry for revival, uh, personally and corporately.
1: I know uh, Kathy, you had a, quite an extraordinary experience in your life with an illness, mm. and uh, that um, it's just a wonderful story of God's grace. And I know, having gone through some things in my own life. Uh, those moments really uh, accelerate our faith and our belief that prayer works and that, that God really does hear and answer our prayer. Would you take just a minute and briefly tell about that?
0: Uh, I'd love to. Uh, yes, I had a brain tumor for 14 and a half years and uh, did a lot of experimental chemotherapy, a lot of disappointments, we could always get it to shrink. We could we could get me in remission, but um, you know never alleviate the problem, could not um, get rid of the tumor and it uh, caused all kinds of chaos in my body and in my life over those 14 and a half years. And it was really a faith walk um, throughout that time. And you can imagine the the desperate cries of prayer. I was diagnosed just a few months after my son was born and I was sick the first 14 years of his life. And so um, the heart of a mother, the heart of a wife, um, the heart of a, a follower of Jesus just crying out, but the trust that it built, the full reliance that it built Um, and ultimately God miraculously in a moment took that tumor from my head. Mm -hmm. And, um, I am grateful because that I'm still here today, still serving him. But I do want to say that it's not because God did what I asked that my prayer life grew and that my faith grew. It was the daily dependency, his grace being sufficient and in, in every day, in a lot of the chaos of my body, losing my short term memory for 18 months, um, all of those things. It was that daily with me, that daily never forsaking me, watching for him and being in his presence daily that grew my prayer life. And um, although I'm exceedingly grateful for the answer to prayer and, and the healing um we don't pray because god does what we want him to do we pray so we know what god wants us to do and be and grateful for that journey
1: wow you know that that is an amazing statement you just said that it's not it's not because of the uh miracle of healing that you love him so much i mean you would have you would have loved him if that happened or if it didn't happen, it's just walking with him every day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've often thought we, we gain friendships. The best thing about life are just relationships. And we gain friendships when we spend time with each other and we, we talk to each other and, and it changes us, doesn't it? I I know. uh, But, but experiences like that press us to the Lord in deeper ways. than than we've ever, ever been there. And, and I, I guess that's why we can give thanks in everything, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. And and just it's really the miracle that he loves me. You know, it wasn't the miracle of the healing that drew me even closer to him. It's just the miracle of him, the amazing, the amazing almighty God, mm. and that he inclines his ear
1: mm. to hear
0: us and um, that if we listen close enough, we can hear him. That's that's the biggest miracle to me.
1: If there's uh, one thing that one characteristic of the Lord that you think about that you just say, you know, I love the Lord for this and this and this. But here's one thing that's really precious to me. I mean, just lately, I've been thinking about the kindness of God. He's just kind, you know, (laughs) and we don't really think of him that way. A lot of people don't. And it's just so blessed me to think his loving kindness is everlasting. Uh, Is there one that just pops into your head as I ask that question?
0: So today, um, it's his abundance, his Mm. really limitlessness, Mm -hmm. and um, and thinking about how all that he is, all that exists because uh, he created it everything belongs to him and he is all powerful just the the abundance of him and not having a soul a heart a thought of a poverty or a lacking or a begging mentality when i am the child of an abundant god
1: Mm. the earth is lord's and the fullness thereof isn't it yes i mean just every every bit and parcel of it is from him Well, uh, it's so great to hear your story, and we're going to hear a lot from you in the days ahead, and uh, would you speak just a minute to somebody who's listening today who says, you know, uh, my prayer life is just not uh, where it needs to be, and, and I, I want that, you know, I think if you're a real believer, you want to talk to the Lord more, you, sure. you, you want to have a greater prayer life, and you've watched this. Uh, personally, and you've watched it in your ministry and in and in the National Day of Prayer uh, uh, movement. Uh, how would you give some tips to somebody about how to accelerate um, uh, their prayer life?
0: Mm. Well, uh, there's nothing ordinary. I sometimes hear people say, oh, my prayer life is so ordinary. There's nothing ordinary about talking to the Mm. God of the universe. Our uh, Ian Bounds says, you know, our our prayers move the hands that move the universe. But Mm. if you want to go from what you feel is ordinary to extraordinary, the first word I would say is priority. Mm. Um, You have to prioritize spending time with God. It's a relationship. And all relationships abound in the communication that takes place in the knowing and in prayer, you get to experience God and then express your response to him. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we, we don't earn our salvation. He couldn't love you any more tomorrow than he loves you today. Um, know that. But there's a response that happens and that happens in the priority and the intimacy of prayer And then the second thing I would encourage you to do is to bring your Bible into your prayer closet, into your prayer time, into your prayer chair, bring the Bible there, Mm -hmm. read his word, read about him and ponder him in prayer. Uh, Focus on him. Many of us have conversations with people that all they want to talk about is themselves and what you could do for them, how you could meet their needs. Uh, They ask and ask and ask. There's no thank you. There's no discussion about you. It's just all about them. And that's not the kind of prayer. We don't wanna come running into the throne room of heaven with our to-do list to God. Um, But we want to come in humbly and know him, to, to grow in knowing him. And it's in that knowing him that we know where to go and to grow and to really hear what he has on his to-be list for our day more than his to-do list for ours. Make it a time of intimacy, personal, loving, praiseworthy, and you, all of a sudden you'll realize you just spent hours talking to God instead of moments.
1: That's so beautiful. You know, Donald Whitney has a wonderful little book that I recommend a lot called Praying the Bible. Mm. and uh, and he says, and I've found this in my experience, there's not any passage of scripture that is not intended to be prayed.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, everything that we see in our devotions and our reading, uh, we can take that and personalize it, pray that for someone else, pray that yes. over our children, pray that for our church, pray that for our nation. And uh, so, boy, the Bible is the it's the prayer book, isn't it? I mean, it's, right. it's designed to be that way. Well, Kathy, we're so thrilled to hear from you today. And, and I know we're going to talk uh, uh, next time we get together a little bit about the National Day of Prayer and its role uh, historically and, and in the future uh, for what we all long for, which is another spiritual awakening. So thank you so much for uh, being with us today. And, and we look forward to seeing you again.
2: Thank you. God bless you. What a powerful story. It's unbelievable. How much glory God's received from it. And it set the course, much like Mm Colson, for
1: her life and effectiveness now. Absolutely. I mean, when when God gives you a story like that, you have something to tell. And you believe God has done this for me. He can do that for other people. And this is why... Uh, as we talk about this today on the podcast, that th- this is why being unashamed of your story, right, the hard part of your story and the saving part of yeah. your story, is so important. And and Kyle, I just we're going to pray about that yeah. a- in just a moment. Yeah. But uh, I just want to challenge uh, us on this podcast today. Tell somebody your story today. Yeah, that's right. I mean, just ask God, Lord, bring somebody along my life and along the path today that I could just tell what mm-hmm. God has done in me. Yeah. And if you don't have a fresh story mm-hmm. of God's reviving, ask him to do a fresh mm-hmm. work in, in your life. Yeah. So we want to pray for the, the stories of revived changed mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm to just spread like a wildfire across our nation. And Kyle, why don't you begin? And as always, we invite you not to just watch or listen Mm -hmm. to this time of prayer. Uh, We're just entering into the presence of God, and we're doing that together. Mm -hmm. So unite with us as we pray for this right now.
2: Mm. Father, I, I ask, would you help us to step back from our own lives, and see your handiwork. Mm -hmm. God, to see that in every season, uh, from our salvation, uh, Lord, from the drawing of the Spirit to Jesus, you saving us and, and, Lord, moving us, toward life in your name and godliness, Lord, to seasons of sanctification that you mm-hmm. set us free from stuff, Lord, to, to places of surrender where you, where you moved us into new arenas of life and just, God, your faithfulness, Lord, to moments where you just met with us, God, or words that you gave us, Lord Jesus. I, I, just, I pray that today that we would remember those times that you were the God of all comfort, that you are so mm-hmm. close and so near. And Lord, that we wouldn't just hold on to those stories. Lord, that we'd release them. Mm-hmm. That we would, we would let those right. stories land in the ears of others that need to hear them.
1: Mm-hmm. And Father, uh, give us fresh stories. Yeah. I pray as you send revival across our nation and, and we really uh, ask you for that once again. And we are believing you for that. Uh, and people's lives are changed and redeemed and people are getting saved and delivered from drugs and alcohol and abuse and just everything that, that you do in times of revival, uh, Lord, uh, open our mouths and give us utterance. Mm-hmm. Just, just open our mouths. And, and, Lord, I pray that you would show us that this, this is really the reason we're still here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing we can do better here mm-hmm. than in heaven is to tell about you to those who don't know you. And so I I just pray that we would be real intentional today, Mm -hmm. tomorrow, this week, about just telling our story. Mm -hmm. And not just of our weakness and failure, Mm -hmm. uh, but also of your rich mercy, Mm -hmm. your great, great love, Mm -hmm. and your incredible, sufficient grace. So, Lord, just... Just use us for your glory, and uh, I think of that song, that old hymn, I love to tell the story of Jesus and his love. Mm -hmm. So Lord, make us men and women like that, Mm. that are just constantly rehearsing before others the greatness of our God. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, what a great... uh, time today and we're so thrilled that you've joined us we want to encourage you if you're watching by youtube to like or comment or subscribe Uh, and some of you may be just listening to an audio podcast you can subscribe there on um, itunes or any platform that you use and we come out with new podcasts every tuesday yeah so don't miss a one Uh, And we really want to encourage you to go to onecry.com. You're going to find just a multitude of things there that will help you in your journey to personal revival. Our featured resource uh, this week is a book uh, we wrote called Simply Prayer. And that book will tell you why we should pray, how to pray, and Mm -hmm. very practical... Uh, Anybody can understand this book. Mm -hmm. And it also will talk, it talks about corporate prayer and how we enter into corporate prayer. So we hope you'll get that and it'll be a help to you. Maybe you buy a copy for you and a copy for your pastor, Mm -hmm. uh, which would be awesome. And we're looking forward to seeing you next time on the One Cry podcast.